With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week on Happy Sad Confused, Nikolai Kostner-Waldo on Game of Thrones, Small Crimes, and the lengths he's gone to for his art. I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to the show. Welcome to a Game of Thrones-erific episode of Happy Sad Confused, our second uh actor, I believe, from the, the show after, um, of course, Natalie Natalie Dormer. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Sammy, of course, joining me as always. Uh, Sammy really is the Game of Thrones expert yeah, among the two of say, us. Yeah, I was say, you're lucky that I'm here. So uh, I'm sure Game of Thrones fans hopefully are tuning in because uh, it is always a treat to hear from one of the cast members. And and and, th- and this guy in particular, Nikolai, is awesome. I've only spoken to him a few times on like red carpets over the years. Uh, didn't really know what to expect, frankly, in a long-form conversation, but uh he is delightful and kind of crazy in the best possible way. He's got a new small film. You know, it's tough with the kind of Game of Thrones schedule to kind of do things outside of that behemoth, but he managed to find time to do this kind of cool little crime film called Small Crimes, kind of a black comedy too, that's available on Netflix now. You guys should check it out, support uh, these smaller films because it, it lets Nikolai do the bigger stuff, uh, and he's obviously wants to explore other sides of his career. So check out Small Crimes. I don't need to tell you guys to check out Game of Thrones because it's I think the highest need, rated thing on the planet. They need some publicity. But uh, he's my favorite character. Is he really? Yes. Jamie Lannister. Yes. See, I know my shit. Well, I mean, oh, so you're gonna we're gonna talk about the fact that you don't watch Game of Thrones. We're I've just... owned up to it many times, so it would be it would be dumb of me to start pretending now that I watched the show. No, I was. Thank God. <laughs> I don't. Not living a lie. I know it's absurd. I know it's stupid. And as I've said many times, I will watch it. It's just it just hasn't happened yet, and it will very soon, I'm sure. But you, needless to say, you love the show, and Jamie mm-hmm. is a great I character. I love him. Yes, I love. I love how he's grown and changed, and I also love that he's very attractive. I, I, can, I didn't notice, really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, fair enough. He's got, you know, that chiseled jaw. I close my eyes during the interviews. I put my hands over my face. It's, yeah. a, it's a little off-putting to the guests sometimes. Sometimes they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, uh, no, 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 peekaboo. I, <laughs> I don't, don't want to be distracted. by your star power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, of course, we do talk a bit about Game of Thrones. There's not much he can say, but it's fun to talk to him about sort of like the spoiler culture and like kind of that aspect of it and and him like you know kind of teasing things out in the past and kind of leading people down you know um almost like spreading disinformation to kind of throw people off the scent That's um, so fun. uh and uh and he also is just so frank like in this conversation about his his growing up like he, he's talked about this in the past so i don't feel you know out of school saying this and he talks about it in an interview about his alcoholic dad and what how that's kind of affect him affected him growing up and affected him as a dad now um and also like some amazing Amazing stories early in his career. There's one doozy uh, of him I can't making wait. a fight. I told I told Sammy about it. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it, but basically, stay for you know, come for Game of Thrones. Stay for the story about um, working with Clive Owen on the set of a, a very early film in his career and something crazy he did. So um, lots of good stuff in this for both Game of Thrones fans and just fans of of Nikolai. Oh, also and fans of people. You know, well, there's also actually a, a cool story. Uh, I didn't know this. He was almost John Carter. He, the John Carter of really? Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was apparently 
um, one of the last like finalists. I mean, and how if, did he feel about I th- not? Well, yeah. I think he's in it, retrospect. It happened that... right around the same time of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So at the time, he thought that was going to change his career. He thought he was getting it. Basically, was told he was too old for the part, and then ended up getting Game of Thrones. I think it worked out for him. I think I think things it have a out. way of working themselves out. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so without any further ado, uh, let's hear this conversation with uh, Nikolai Coster Waldo. I think I pronounced his name right. I never right. did. I never did his entire name in front of him. So well, I, I was a little scared of the hyphen. You don't know. Well, yeah, because then you don't want him to correct you in front of, and it's just like, ugh, I'd rather just have it be wrong and have him not hear me say it wrong. I think I got it. I think I got it. I'm feeling confident. I always thought it was Nicolage. Don't, Stephen. You're, are you joking? Yeah. Okay, good. Just checking. Uh, enjoy I'm this. Not <laughs> <laughs> enjoy this chat and check out Small Crimes on Netflix right now. You feel professional, Nikolai? Yeah. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> Nikolai feels good, and the podcast is up and running. It's good to see you, man. Great to be here. Uh, usually I see you on uh, red carpets, and it's like 45 seconds in which I'm trying to get a Game of Thrones spoiler out of you. It's challenging for me. It's challenging for you. Yeah. This no, is it's relaxed. not. It's not challenging at all. It's no? Like, it, th- that's the easiest thing about the whole thing. You know, questions about Game of Thrones, that's like, you can, it's, yeah. That's it's a softball? You can, you can just bat those away? Well, because you just go, can't answer that question. <laughs> um, so I, it doesn't feel like, because I feel like every time you're doing, I mean, you know, 70% of the press that you've done is Game of Thrones related. Yes. The last few years, obviously. Um, so that's not like a weight on your shoulders where like there's only so much you can say and that kind of thing. That's a, I feel like that because you know the ulterior motive of people like me when they're talking to you. Of course. You're, you're waiting for that question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's not a challenge for you at this point? No, you just want to stay away from it for as long as you can. So that's the challenge. Right. <laughs> so is it strange now? And to... here I, I completely fail because we got into it like within seven seconds. <laughs> well, don't worry. We're going to talk about your film and <laughs> a lot of other things. But I just want to acknowledge the strange context of your career where you have to do press for a show you can't even talk about. I know. Um, I know. But that's the beauty of uh, of today because you can actually talk about the film you're in. Exactly. Is that weird for you? No, it's great. And it's uh, – <laughs> but I mean, the funny thing is it, it's kind of is the same. I mean you can, you can talk about this movie – only so much because you still don't want to spoil anything, right. and then that's always going to be the. Oh my god! Did you see that? There's I a, saw there's, that. There's there's a monster. There's a demon it, in the no, podcast it, studio. What called, happened? It's called the the NSA. Is, is, Something is literally just you. fell from the ceiling. What is that? Oh, it's oh we've got like Christmas lights in in May in April. Isn't that nice? <laughs> We're trying to kill you, Nikolai. Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> We're keeping all of that in. This is authentic- authenticity. You don't get this on Mark Maron's podcast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what were we talking about? Small crimes. Small crimes, exactly. Um, now, uh, by the time people hear this now available on Netflix, everybody should check it out. I would imagine, you know, it's it's the blessing and the curse of something like Game of Thrones, yeah. obviously, which is that you're in this amazing show and you also have very little time to actually find other cool things to do. Yeah. Talk, yeah. talk to me about sort of the challenge of that and what your priorities are when you do have a, like a, a little pocket of time. And yeah, how... and then you also have this thing called family. Oh, yeah, overrated. You, you, you got one of those. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, you wanna. You wanna. You. No. That. I mean, it's. It's. It's a great. Great. I mean, I'm so lucky to be part of Game of Thrones. It, it's. You know, on on so many levels, it's been nothing but a blessing. Um, and also, the beauty now is that because of it, you can. You can help movies like Small Crimes sure. get made because, you know, for some reason it gets enough attention 
from people with a bit of money You've that the international well that whole like, thing which doesn't <laughs> make any sense when you think about it but uh, hey I'll, I'll take don't, it don't look a gift horse in the mouth Nikolai. Exactly, what are you talking about exactly I'm not, no your I'm, name is gold in 95 yeah, territories around the world <laughs> it's absolutely you know you go to Kenya and it's <laughs> solid gold you were hailed as a hero I know but, uh, but 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 so 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 it's great and now um, you know you look for something that just inspires me and I mean you know I I I read this script um and I just thought it was so dark and uh, and I thought it was funny but then I was like is it just me or cuz it could also be I, I need to talk to Evan the, yeah. the director cuz it like this. could also be like someone who actually thought it was should be a, like a a straight up drama in which case I wouldn't want to do it because then it would just be depressing beyond <laughs> Uh, but then, I mean, thankfully, uh, him uh, and 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 Macon Blair, the, who wrote it, and 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 myself, we 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 share the same you know sense of humor. Uh, that uh, sometimes it's you know the, the horrible things and and tragedy can be really entertaining and yeah. and fun. It's the perversities of life, and yet yes. to watch somebody go through hell is kind of it's kind of like what the Coen Brothers made their career on is watching their characters true. suffer. It's true, right? If you think about it, all the way from Raising Arizona, yeah, Blood yeah. Simple, it's always about the character just like stepping on nails and getting tortured. And yeah. that, there's nothing more. F- I please, no, I but love I agree. That. I know I'm the same. I'm the same. <laughs> I, I I love it. Also, but also I take it. From your own my own life, you know, I, I I've, you know, I've I had this idea for years to do a, a movie just about you know Christmas um, because I as a kid, Christmas was always this thing where you just look forward to, and this was going to be the most amazing thing. And for some reason, in my in our house, it kind of always ended ended up in tears or something <laughs> oh, horrible, God. traumatic happening. But it's funny to look back. I mean, I remember one Christmas, my 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 mom. And my dad, they were, you know, they were married. Then they got divorced. Then they remarried. Then they got divorced. You can kind of get the picture. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't an easygoing relationship. My dad was, a, was a drunk. My, 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 <laughs> my, my mom was in the kitchen, and I could hear my dad shouting in the in the living room. And he was in a fight with my grandmother. Uh, it sounds terrible, but it was kind of funny. My, I walk is into the kitchen. I'm laughing. I, I walk, in, I walk okay. into the kitchen. My mom is standing behind the door. She's like sobbing because she just dropped the 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 the, like the, the turkey the, or the food or she, ham or whatever. She roast, the, the whole roast was on the floor. I mean, it sounds really depressing. But <laughs> <laughs> sounds really... If we can't laugh about it, come on. But it was funny. Was it's, it funny at the time? It's or funny only in retrospect. Then, no, it's. It, I wasn't funny at the time. No, but it's funny <laughs> in retrospect because at the same time we we lived out way out in the countryside. We had this. What do you call that thing? We had a, 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 a oil stove uh-huh. uh, that had kind of broken down, and there was soot everywhere. <laughs> And the dogs were running through the suit. So we also had the dogs running around. I mean, it was a mess. Were you living in a Dickens novel? What, it what was happened? a Dickens novel. <laughs> it was a Dickens novel. And I, but it's true, but, it, but, but <laughs> it's such a depressing story. But it, it's actually funny because I have another story about Christmas. Please. I have a whole story. Let's do all Christmas okay, shows. Okay, so, so this, is this, is the first, this is the first time my older sister. She left home and she got a, a guy and she is throwing a, a Christmas in, in Denmark. Christmas Eve is the big thing when everyone gets together. And okay. you know, so my dad and, and myself we were supposed to to get there later. And and they and my sister said, "Can you just get some wine?" And I gave and I was at, in drama school. I was twenty one. So I gave my dad the money, which was like such a stupid thing to do. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm like, Dad, can you do it? And he was like, yes, I can do it. 
So obviously my dad he saved some money. He got the cheapest wine you could get. Right. And uh, he got that. Now, my sister's husband at the time, her, there was the first time his parents were going to be part of our family. They were architects, and they came from, like, a really well-to-do family, and they were, like, definitely into wine. So I just remember this whole panic of just the wine, seeing the wine. My dad was already drunk. Sure. Uh, I was lucky. I had to leave early because I had, a, like, a night porter job at a hotel, which was in a seedy part of, of Copenhagen, which was actually exciting. I walked through the door. I get there at 11 in the evening, and there's a break-in happening right then. And it was amazing. Anyway, I call back at, at, at midnight, and I just hear in the background my dad yelling, I don't want to go. I don't need a taxi. <laughs> so, oh, God, this is so – all my stories are depressing no, today. No, I love it. But, but it I feel better about my own life. I know. Well, that's, what I, that's my aim, you know, to aim to please. <laughs> my point of this whole thing is I find it funny. I think there's – there's always all the great comedies, uh, you know, is 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 full of tragedy when you think about it. Yeah, you know, um, I can't really. I mean, even the, even that silly silly film I did a couple of years ago called The Other Woman. Sure. It, it's all about horrible things happening. A guy who's who's you know cheating on everyone he can think of, and then he getting beat up and right. almost killed. It's it's. <laughs> It's funny. Were you a uh, were you a comedy fan growing up? What was your sensibility in terms of pop culture and comedy? You know, it's funny. I was talking about this the other day. I remember one of the first television shows I remember was Soap. Oh, sure. Which was so I thought it was brilliant, yeah. funny, um, groundbreaking too at the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, uh, later on, um, was it called Played Again, Sam? Do you remember sure. that? Sure. Yeah, Woody oh, Allen. That yep. is so funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a scene there which is. Which is also that whole thing about his his whole comedy is also that whole thing about a guy who's so so awkward yes. and it's so embarrassing. Ill at ease in the world. And it's like yeah. you know, oh my god, you can't, you, you know. You, it makes us feel better about ourselves, or, and yet we relate to we, we relate our own awkwardness and yeah. inability to cope with the world to the main character. It's great. It is, and you do stuff that you yeah exactly. So have you? So are you writing your your Christmas tragedy screenplay? Or are you? <laughs> well, it's it, 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 the thing is, it, it, as as I just demonstrated now, I tell this story and people go, "That's terrible." <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's horrible, man. That's... No, I'm your audience. I see a comedy in there. Exactly. <laughs> 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 see nothing dramatic about it. So how are your Christmases now that you're uh, you're now dad they're, and you're now we well they're. They're good. They're actually really good. Do you and, keep waiting for the other shoe to drop for some horribleness, or are you? Oh, that's probably going to happen. I'm sure. Like, <laughs> you know, that's you know, that's life, isn't it? It's probably going to be. Oh God, I'm not going to. No, no. But uh, no, we actually have some 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 really good Christmases. Uh, we 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 do it now. I, I invite people over. Nice. So I'm in control now. Do you feel like you – because you've been very open and I know you've talked about your dad in the past and it's nice that you kind of make light of unfortunate situations growing up. But like have you kind of overcompensated in a way as, as a dad? You're obviously in a much different place than your dad was. Um, well, yeah. I mean I think – you know, you know, God knows we're all you know, products of our you know, history and, and you know, there's no question that certain – you know, the whole um, – I have a 16-year-old and the whole introduction of, 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 you know, when I was a teenager, the drinking, the mm -hmm. whole thing, that was – that's still a big part of growing up. Sure. Un, you know, unfortunately. Or not unfortunately. It's just the way it is. Um, but I do I do have to check myself because I, I, I am a little – you know, I, I, I've been – um, you know, um, 
I guess the fact that that alcohol was such a big part of my uh, of me growing up in our household meant that I've, I've it's been a very it's, it's it's kind of not been a part of of my kids growing up. Got so it. so they they are maybe a little too um, uh, what do you call it innocent when it comes sheltered to a bit or a little yeah. too sheltered. Um, so I have to. So now I'm just every night I go before they go to bed. I say, okay, let's uh, drink up. But, yeah, let's but, do a yeah. shot together. So we do a shot. We <laughs> no. do a shot before we go to bed. That's just the way it is. All right, so let's talk. The Cardi Breezer, darling. Here we go. <laughs> you can do use that on your cereal this morning. <laughs> Horrible parenting lessons from Nikolai today. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So I, I back on this character for a bit. So th- this is is also the impulse like uh, coming out of Thrones every whatever ten months or something you have uh-huh. um, to do something as diametrically opposed to what you're doing. Like is that is it just sort of a palate cleanser? Like I need to find something. Not that you're going to find a similar character to Jamie Lannister. No, I think <laughs> there, I think but. I am. Um, it's also it, there's also something about the, I mean because now Game of Thrones is it's it's so big now and there are so many. Uh, just the nature of shooting it takes a long time, and there's a lot of, of waiting, which is, I mean, and I don't mind that. It's just that's the nature of it. You you have a battle sequence, and you know this is going to be, we're shooting five minutes, and it's going to take us three weeks. Yeah, you're making like a giant, you're making like ten giant studio films. Ex- exactly, <laughs> and you, so so it's really nice to do something smaller. Right. Where you focus on 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 acting and doing scenes, and you don't have to, you know, you can actually shoot five, six, seven pages a day, which is, I think, is a lot of fun. Joe, uh, Joe we find in the in the beginning of this immediately coming out of out of prisons. That's a fun way to kind of start. Yes, a narrative. It's like, always good, right? Like he's at a crossroads. Yeah, and also it's it's it sets up the story in a way that we recognize. Uh, you kind of go, this is a story about a guy who's turning his life around. Right. Uh, it's he's probably going to go through a lot of uh, tough things, but it's it's going to have a an, an happy ending, and 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 we know that he's, you know, he's just said it because that was what we have to believe. This our main character just said, the only thing that matters is getting back to my to my two daughters. Right. And you go, well, we can all relate to that. that's that's a that's a noble thing. We want to support this guy. Sure. Come on, Joe. <laughs> um, and I thought that was, which which is great, of course, is that. Um, in movie world, that would happen, and it would be, you know, you can see what that story. Yeah, is. you can see it, and 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 you've seen it before, and 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 and, and those stories are great and uplifting, and uh, and this is is not quite that exactly. And that's the fun. There's more happy, sad, confused coming up after this break. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So um, have you ever spent time in prison yourself? Are you an ex-con? Too much of a laughter there. No. <laughs> What's he hiding? What's he hiding? Yeah. You want to do enough? To, there, there's a little bit of a yeah, secret. Exactly. There are no. three years on your resume I can't account for. Where yes. were you? <laughs> yeah. I know. I was just sitting in a room trying to – This. I need this time so I can have secrets. Right. Exactly. Um, so on an interview podcast in yeah, 20 years. I can go, don't talk about that. <laughs> do not talk about that. Um, um, no. I haven't. I've, I've – no. 
Were you? Were you were but you, you know that thing when you have an actor go, yeah, man, I spent I spent a right. week. And I sat in solitaire for a week. Exactly. Have you done that? Have you done the hardcore, like, and that Daniel Day Lewis crazy thing? Like, taught me everything. No, I haven't. What's the most extreme length you've gone to researching a role? Uh, that maybe in retrospect seems insane or was insane at the time. I mean, I've done a lot of stupid things when I was younger, but that was more like I had this. Uh, I think a lot of actors gone through the, especially male actors, the, the whole idea of method. Right. Of living the living it and and uh, and and I done that with um, with uh, sub, substance. Oh no! <laughs> uh, uh, well, of course, alcohol. I mean, and and I've I've done it a couple of times. And and both what's just stupid is that it was you know it was horrible you know both times. Once was I was really young and I had to be hungover in a scene, so I went out the night before and got absolutely shit faced, right. and then. Next day, I couldn't even. Can't function. You can't function. Yeah. You just don't want to be anywhere. You just go. Oh, just getting to set was like embarrassing, and and everyone is just annoyed with you, rightfully so, because you're just being a, a complete unprofessional idiot. Yeah. But I've actually done that a couple of times. Then I I I did it with another. <laughs> that's a. I could tell that story. Oh, what is it? Come on. Uh, it was my first English film. I sh- maybe I shouldn't tell this story. <laughs> no, you should. It's okay. Wait, was this uh, Ridley Scott? What are we talking? Is Black that okay? Hawk? Yeah. Okay. So, so this was I was uh, I was twenty six or something, um, and uh, it was a movie called Bent. Yes, with and, uh, Clive Owen, Clive Owen, yep. and myself, and uh, and uh, and uh, a lot of great, little tableau, great actors. It was it was a based on a play. Anyway, this the scene is this. I'm in the first fifteen minutes. Of, of, of the movie, and it starts out with this, what they call the end of the world party with this extreme uh, decadent, extravagant the Berlin scene of the 30s, uh, crazy partying, um, and this nightclub that uh, Mick Jagger played the, you know, right. you know the, the owner, and she was, he was in drag called Berta, I think, and singing from <laughs> a trapeze, and, and so there was a lot of drugs, a lot of coke being taken in this in the scene. Uh, so I thought, well, no, no, you know, no, I gotta no. go. That you know, I gotta do this. I gotta. I'm. I'm not. I'm. Fuck. I'm. I'm for real. I'm like. <laughs> I'm know, Brando. I'm. Um, I'm you know. And, yeah, Brando would have probably slapped you around. Going, what are you doing? That's you, probably you? true. Just act. Um, just <laughs> act, my friend. Um, but I. I. The scene was so simple. Uh, this is just where after he, so Clive Owen picks me up from this. Um, and let me just say, I'm not, I'm not in- incriminating any others in this story. It's just me. Okay? <laughs> okay, fair enough. So this is not about, uh, it's just, I, I did this on my own. Uh, so I'm, um, I'm, I'm, uh, the scene is very simple. We're running up the stairs uh, to this apartment, and the camera is, is, is down below, and then just they, they pan with us as we're running up the stairs. So before I do this scene, I've, I've been, 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 you know, been getting my nose ready. I've 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 swallowed a lot of uh, illegal substance up my nose, and I I think I'm ready. I'm so ready for this. This is gonna be a great. This is gonna be amazing. This is gonna be the fuck. This is gonna be the take that puts me on the map. This is it. This is gonna be the one. Okay, action. And I'm running like a. I'm running up the stairs. I'm running up. I'm running up to to the top of the stairs. I'm at the door. Cut. Cut. I'm running. I'm I'm running down the stairs all the way down up to the director. I'm going. Hey. So what do you think, Sean? Was that okay? Was that okay? Did you like that? I can. Do it fast. I can do it. I can do it slower. I can do whatever you want. And you want me, I can also. I was thinking, you know, maybe I should fall. Maybe he could actually fall. I mean, what if he fell? I mean, that would be pretty cool. But I would get back up. <laughs> I would get back. Suddenly, I feel a hand pulling me back, which is 
bless him, Clive Owen, who just pulls me back and says, what the fuck are you doing? I say, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What am I doing? I'm, I'm doing my job. For fuck. You can be a professional. And he just drags me away. You're so high. What, you, it's so obvious you've been doing coke. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> now, from, from being on the top of the world, in a split second, I become the most paranoid guy in the world. Oh, no. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you is it obvious? Could people say, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, yeah, I'm never going to do that again. A lot of lessons to be learned from that one. We've learned a lot about how not to have a Christmas, uh, family, good family Christmas, and how not to impress your director, and, 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 fellow actors. And also, actors. the one thing I've never I've, – I mean, not the one thing. I've, there's plenty of things, but I'm, I've never been good at, at uh, any kind of substance abuse. I've never been good at – Handling at things like drinking. that. Drinking. Yeah. I'm not a good drinker. I'm not a good, you know, doing coke. Clearly not. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> Even just smoking weed, I couldn't do that. I right. couldn't do that as a kid. I, I, I did that once where my, I told that story before where people, they, then they say, okay, we'll bake you a cake, okay? That's like, great. And then instead of just having a bite of cake, I love cake. I was 16. I ate the whole cake. I <laughs> ate the whole fucking cake. Like, then they, I don't know how much stuff they put in there, but I ate it all. And I got so messed up in my head that I almost killed my friends. I mean, I, at least I tried to, but they were laughing so hard. So you're not good at moderation. No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> is what I'm taking away from this. And your dad was an alcoholic. I think we can connect the he, dots. He's here. now lying on a couch. I don't even know where the couch came from. No, he I brought don't. it in here with him. Let's talk about this, man. <laughs> I need some help. Well, let's further analyze your life and career. In, yes. uh, that your your big break, quote unquote, was in a. Uh, I, I remember this like uh, going back was Nightwatch, which was a film mm-hmm. that was uh, you know it, it got some attention here in the states. It yes. was very well received. It got a really shitty remake. Done here, yeah. Here by the director. I I remember seeing the remake, and I think everybody involved in that now cops to that not being a great. I um, I, I did a, I, I worked on on the movie Black Hawk Down uh, like uh, in two thousand and one, which is seven years after. Yeah. And and uh, you're. McGregor was in that, and, yes. and I met him. I said, "So you did?" And he said, "She said, just promise me you cannot watch that movie." <laughs> and I said, "Okay." So I've never seen it. Did you ever? Did you resent because the same director that he went? Uh, I mean, oh, I'm sure no. there were studio concerns too, but oh, like no, that, that they he... went with you in instead no, of no, no, using God, you again. No, no, I never even no. I no, I I wasn't that delusional. <laughs> 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 I may be doing coke on sets and having horrible experiences and not know how to handle my liquor, but, but I know I, enough to know that Ewan McGregor was bigger, a bigger star than yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that that the fact that he got to do that movie that they remade Nightwatch was actually like uh, that little break I got because that meant that I, his agent, Ewan McGregor's agent, saw Nightwatch and then. Started representing me. Oh, nice! So that was my my in, and that's how I ended up in Scotland doing uh, uh, bent. Gotcha. And, uh, it's all connected. Almost almost ODing, man, because I went all in. <laughs> I think that's the story. Why isn't that's the story? I should say. You'd, have you ever done anything like a, as a method actor? That's what I should have said. Yeah, I, yeah, I OD'd, man. Yeah, totally. I OD'd. I just went all in. You know, I, I was playing this addict, and I thought the only way to really feel it was to do it. So yeah. I, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I, I saw the yeah. light, man. <laughs> I saw the light. I went through the tunnel, and uh, you know, came out the other I guess, side, though, man. Yeah, just yeah. I guess there was just like someone wanted me back. Exactly to, to share my art. The, the gods of acting needed you back. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Gods of acting is a sequel to Gods of Egypt, by we, the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> coming that's, soon. I cannot wait for that. What happened on Gods of Egypt, by the way? What? What happened? What's the story there? The story, uh, well, the story is the. Because some people love the film, by the way. It does have its like. Oh no! I know! I know! I know! I uh, you know it's. uh, 
No, no. I mean, still processing? No, I'm not. (laughs) I don't think it turned out uh, the way we hoped it would. Sure. Um, I also think that it got a lot of, uh, it got caught up in a very ridiculous discussion about whitewashing. Sure, sure, sure. uh, Which is, which, by the way, I don't think that's a, I don't think that discussion is very important, but I think when you came, when you talk about, a movie where you have a uh, crazy fantasy movie like this. seven, yeah. uh, eight foot tall characters that turn into fifteen foot tall flying gods, and then you have to, it's not a it, yeah, that's a different it's story. Not but, that, yeah, yeah. but that hurt the movie on a on a on a you know box office. That whole part of it now doesn't change what the movie was. Um, what happened? <laughs> that's such a good story. This is the oh, this is a no win situation. <laughs> I think we did the best we could, and, and 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 you know sometimes these things work out, sometimes they don't, and and you know, um, you know, as, is there a as, lesson as, to be- as the studio came out so 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 graciously acknowledged uh, four months before the premiere? Yeah, we should have cast someone else. What? <laughs> they actually did that. Wait, to you? No, no, they they did a, did a press release, but it was the whole oh, white, for the whitewashing. The white yeah, yeah, but yeah, I do yeah. remember reading. I was like, wow, that's. Quite a. That's like five months before the premiere. We already <laughs> we're just we're already distancing never ourselves. Mind. Like, just don't forget about it. Could you please, all of you, forget about this movie? Real vote of confidence in yourself. I know. I know. How is it that, as a, as a Danish actor, you've never worked with Nicholas Reffin or Lars von Trier? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, why is that? Um, I feel like uh, clearly you're you're ins- no, I mean, insane. You and Lars would do well together. Lars von Trier is is a, he, I mean he Two is a genius. Yeah, uh, he, he's he's I think he's probably one of the my my favorite directors. Um, he's shooting now in Copenhagen with uh, Uma Thurman. I know. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah they're doing I'm this. Glad he's uh, back on the horse. Okay, good. Uh, doing a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, so I that's think hopefully he's so. Speaking of so- sobriety, I think he like he had his own journey. Well, he came out. <laughs> He came out. That was amazing. I think he came out and because he went on sobriety, and then he came out and said, "It doesn't work for oh, me. No. I'm gonna drink." <laughs> oh, no. I hope he. I, I, hope, I hope he's 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 staying up the liquor. Yeah. Um, but um, um, ever met with him but, or, or or Reffin or anything? No, no. I, I met them, and and Reffin is 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 uh, he's a, he's a he's a great guy. I mean, I haven't seen his last movie, but but you know, clearly he's he's you know ridiculously talented. I was in a I was in a, I was a. Uh... Apologist for that one for Neon Demon. I know it, yeah. most people did not love that one. I really, I really dug it. We'll see. He's divisive. He's yes, but, but he's, and that's okay. But yeah, exactly. I, I would prefer someone going for audacious insanity, Gods of Egypt style, Neon Demon style. Let's yes. go for something. Yeah, don't play it down the middle. Um, so I mean, it, it, it's interesting. Like you know, in looking at your career, I mean, you were you were obviously. Oh, but can I just yeah, say please. also just with Alex Proyas and get God, the director of Gods of Egypt, brilliant guy. He had a vision. He had an idea. He really. I mean. And I'm not gonna, you know, sit here trying to be. I'm not just to clarify. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to distance myself from the movie. No, no, you we haven't did, said anything negative did, about the movie no, no, itself. We did it's the all best about the we stuff could. around it. Yeah, yeah, but also, I mean, yes, it didn't. <coughs> it's not the greatest movie, uh, you know, of all time. There's right. no question about it. But I, 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 you know, salute Alex. He, he did his best. Yeah, again, he said. I mean, look, Dark City remains one of my yeah, no, all-time he's, favorites. He's, 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 a, he's, he's, he's a he's a he's a good guy, and he had a vision, and uh, I applaud him for that. This is Happy Sack Confused. We'll be right back after this. So, so in the years, you know, like I, don't, I, you know, we can't cover literally everything, but like, you know, for your 
essentially we call it your 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 thirties, like leading yes. up into a Game of Thrones. Yes. I mean, you were a working actor, and you'd kind of started to like break into like Hollywood films. Mm-hmm. Really, Scott cast you in a couple things. Uh, you got to probably get beaten up by Harrison Ford at some point, I assume, yeah. in Firewall. <laughs> I can't remember that film specifically, but no, did but I kill- did, I did. I remember the. <laughs> did he murder you? Did he kill no, you? No, uh, he scared the shit out of me the first day. <laughs> I mean, I'd never. That was the first time I had a real taste of, of, uh, you know, a Hollywood star. Yeah. Like the the old school star system, which is is doesn't it still exists, but it, it this was we had a we we're shooting in Vancouver in this beautiful house, and then we were supposed to come out. There's a I'd worked with the director before in Wimbledon, and and Paul right. Bettany who played the the second lead, uh, Harrison Ford was the lead. Um, and uh, so we told we, we have a, a rehearsal to do. And the, the story is basically uh, we uh, Paul Bettany and his gang. I was his right hand man. We we kidnap Harrison Ford's uh, family. family. Yep. And uh, we need him to do something. I can't remember what, but something. <laughs> I'm sure it was a ransom. Um, so the idea is he comes home from work, and suddenly there's a whole gang of people with Kalashnikovs there. So. So anyway, so this is the setup. So there's a there's a <laughs> there's a flight of stairs. Harrison Ford's coming down. I'm standing there, and he's I'm supposed to make sure that he gets into the living room, which is that he has turned turned left. So he comes. I've never met met the guy before. Action rehearsal starts. So he comes down, and he's like, he's doing that whole thing. He's walking down, and he looks angry and he's upset because he's like, what? The, how dare you guys? But he's not saying that. But you can see that in his face. I'm like, holy fucking shit! It's Harrison Ford. He's, he's doing it. He's, it's it's so cool. And he comes down, and I go to grab him to push him as I would because I'm like, I'm the guy in charge. I'm supposed to. He's. Yeah. This and is your my house hand now. Yeah. almost touches him, and he goes, Don't you touch me. <laughs> and I'm like, I jump back, and, and Richard, the director, goes, What? Stop. What? Cut. What? He, he shouldn't touch me. Nobody should touch me. Uh, okay. okay. And I'm like, What? What do you mean? I can't touch you? Don't touch me. Okay, well, I'm not gonna touch him. I'm not, so, so we do the whole thing now, um, and uh, and that was um, that was an eye opener because 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 uh, because in that film, yeah, it was really uh, it was because uh, uh, I came from Europe and like where the director's in charge, right? Uh, so, but when you're Harrison and, Ford, and also yeah. uh, you know uh, you know before this, I'd done you know Ridley Scott, and yeah. he's in charge. Yes. Harrison Ford is in charge. <laughs> Harrison Ford movie. <laughs> now, as soon as you acknowledge that, everything becomes so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Now you know who to now go I to. Now I know. Yeah, okay. So now it was just, it was, and Mi- also, Mr. He actually, he Mr. Learned... Ford, may I touch you now? <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, can... But anyway, so actually it was great. And then, and then, uh, and then there was, actually he taught me a, a good lesson. Uh, you know, there was, we did a scene one day and then they called action and then he started he, instead of going in, he, we were in the room next next to to, the, to to where the scene was. He just picked up this magazine and started flipping through the pages. And I was like, "What? Why? Is he he really doesn't care what's going on?" And then he just threw the magazine. He walked into the scene and did the scene. And he came back. But then he kept doing it. And then I I, I you know I thought I have to ask. This is I'm curious. And yeah. he said. And then he gave me this really interesting answer about how he wants to re- trick his brain, which makes sense. You know, you know, he says, I know exactly what's going to happen in this scene. We've rehearsed it. I know what's going to go on. I want to be as impulsive and, and you know, as, you know, as I can. Yeah. So I just try to start thinking of something completely different. Um, and that makes sense. Yeah. I've tried myself. 
I completely, I mean, I do that. I forget everything. So I just walk in and I think about whatever I just read in the magazine. Which Distra- You almost so, distract yourself. I com- yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work for you because you're actually like, guys, did you just read uh, what was in Cosmo? Uh, yeah, no, and they go, what? <laughs> it doesn't work in the middle of a Game of Thrones scene. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, but, uh, why am I talking about Harrison Ford? Well, I brought up a firewall and kind of the years leading up into Game oh, of Thrones, yeah, sorry. Which, which you were making a, seems like a good living as like an actor starting to break through into Hollywood. Did it feel like, well, or not? Like, no, when, no. But, I mean, it felt. It felt uh, at the time. No, I was. I was. I was. I was. Were you content? Like leading into Game of Thrones, if I talked to you, were you like, yeah, I'm happy with my career, or were you like, fuck, man, I'm just like one away, and it's never gonna happen? And I was. I, I was. I was. I, I. You know, then I did. After I mean, I did a couple of. Pilots. That was another thing. That was another learning curve. The whole thing about pilots. We don't have that back home. The idea that you would sh- pay for and shoot a whole hour of, of something and then just throw it away was just like – so I got this pilot, which was a – Brilliant a, a, American economics for you. Filthy, it was called <laughs> Filthy Gorgeous, which is a, is a great title. And I played I, – I, <laughs> I was playing a – a male prostitute in New York, which was fantastic. And 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 but what was it, the research for that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that was after I did the the coke thing, because otherwise I would have been walking the streets of New York. And um, funny story, Josh. Funny story. Um, that wasn't picked up, and I was like, "What did they just? What? That doesn't make sense." And then I I did, and then I did, and then I suddenly I I had. I did a television show called New Amsterdam that we shot here in 2007, and I did a couple of other things in between. I also went back home, I think. I was working all the time, but you're right. I didn't get that that thing that said, poo. Now, New Amsterdam, of course, could have been, you know, it, could it was a network show, know, but yeah. it didn't. And then after that, I did a, virtual, a thing called Virtuality, which was a, a, another, they called that a backdoor pilot, which was Pete Burke did this two-hour pilot for, which was the follow-up. Uh, Ron Moore's follow-up to Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing script. And I thought it was like, I was like, this is going to go. There's no, I thought it was a great part. I played the captain of the spaceship and it was like, it was <laughs> such a, there was a, uh, the idea that this, this, this long space journey and the way they get through it is they have, they all, the crew members had their own virtual reality. And then inside the virtual reality, that got infected. And Jimmy Simpson, that you know yes, from um, uh, Westworld, the, Westworld yeah. played this character that suddenly started appearing in, in all these virtual realities and he would start killing. I mean, it was so cool. The whole concept. I was like, this, I'm going to be, great. I'm going to do this. I'm going to see it now. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> it's great. I'm going to be doing this for years and years and I couldn't wait. And then they didn't pick it up. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I also, I went to Australia did a movie with, a Danish movie that, that anyway, and then, and then John Carter of Mars was going to happen. Uh, no, it was, 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 they, were, they were prepping for, they were going to do that. And I suddenly, I was, I was really close and I was so excited. I thought that script was, oh, this is an amazing part. This is like Harrison Ford on, on, uh, in, in space. Uh, Wait, so not Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones in space. This is so cool. Were you up for John Carter? Yes, I was up for amazing. John Carter. I went to the very final test. It was, it was me and, 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 and Taylor. clearly Taylor Quitch, Quitch, Kitch, <laughs> and, uh, and someone else. And I, but, but usually I go into these things and I go, well, okay, well, you, you know, but this one, I was like, I actually thought, oh, I got it. I, I got it. Now, when I went out there for that meeting, I also had 
they also said, we want to set you up for some other meetings. Now you're here. I was like, yeah, but I really want to focus on this. But they said, no, no, you should just go and meet this guy. These guys, Dan Wise, David Benioff, Caroline Strauss, they're doing this thing for HBO called Gods of uh, Gods of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they didn't. They decided not to do Gods of Egypt. They said we were going to do this show called Gods of Egypt, but it's not going to work as a television show. Instead, we're going to do Game of Thrones. Yeah, wise choice. What do you think? And I said, and I read the pilot. I thought it was great. And but but the funny thing at that time, I was so I was like in my You're mind, I was Carter, like, yeah. I'm not going to be able to do this yeah. this pilot. I've got the next seven movies and ten gonna, years of my life to do. Yeah, and then when I didn't get that, the the irony, of course, they said we. Really Really, really. I even spoke to to the director, and he was so nice. A really, you know, and a brilliant Andrew. Car- Understand, Andrew, Andrew Stanton, yeah, yeah. Just a, you know, just a genius. Uh, and he was like, uh, you know, the thing is, it was between the two of you. <laughs> Look at your age. I was like, oh, thanks, man. But you know, no. this thing we want to do four <laughs> movies, and you're gonna be four thousand years old when we're done. <laughs> There's no way they're gonna invest that kind of money in you. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> Thanks for your brutal honesty. Thanks. Well, you're being honest, and I appreciate it. Couldn't you have thought of that before you brought me in? But I know mine. Fair enough. Uh, but then, then suddenly the 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 Game of Thrones things happened. And and the thing is, I didn't. Exp- I mean, and people say that all the time. Um, you know, oh, we had no idea. But right. seriously, you didn't have an. We, the, the fact that the the pilot got made was a bit of a, a surprise because it was so complicated. The 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 script. It was like, how are you going to make this into a movie? I mean, it was just because. The excitement was more about the fact that it was HBO, which made you go, oh, well, they have such a great track record. Right. They Seriously, they're not going to. Yeah. If this script had come in from, and no offense, but, but from Stars or, or yeah, yeah. you know, Fox, you would have gone, this is not going to be done the Up way it should be. What about the fact that, as I recall, the pilot, did you shoot it twice? Because Tom McCarthy well, did the first. Tom McCarthy, who is a, amazing. Amazing. And I'm just watching with my kids now his show called. What's it called? The one with the the suicide. Um, oh, the the wire? No, 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 no. The, the the one on 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 thirteen reasons why. Oh, oh, has he been directing episodes? Yeah, I didn't even realize. Okay. I think he was the guy who um, did the first. Oh, cool. Anyway, uh, brilliant. And yeah. of course, he's, he's you know he's brilliant. Um, um, so he was the initial. But director. they but they they there was just something that didn't click. Right. So they reshot. Tim Van Patten came in and did like uh, I don't know seventy five percent. Right. That we reshot. I actually think my, my my stuff in the pilot was was except for the. I mean, there's a version out there. The final scene with me and and Cersei, having <clears throat> being intimate, uh, and Bran coming in. There's a there's a couple of versions out there, but there's one. The first one we 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 shot <clears throat> had me. Oh. <laughs> it's a very interesting. That I start coughing now. <laughs> I was butt naked, <laughs> standing. Uh, and 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 Lena at the time was was pregnant, so she couldn't. She had a butter though. But we had this little, this Irish lassie coming in to do. Oh God, it was so embarrassing. And uh, and we were all naked, and I had to lift her up, and it was so embarrassing. <laughs> but that's uh, I think uh, I think Dan Weiss uh, uh, said that he he still has the the original, and and that he wants to invite us all. Uh, when when this is all done, that we should all sit down and watch it. I'm not sure I can though, because I know it's it's so uh, hor- horrific. Now this is a long long uh, answer to your question. So yes, I, no, I'd never never worried too much about was it gonna was I gonna you know get make a, it or get the big thing because I already thought you know I was I was the thing about being an actor is that 
it's really tough. It's 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 you know it's very competitive. I was making a living. I mean, I had 1999 was a was a, a really horrible year. But apart from that year, I've been making a living since I started. And I've you know this October I'll be I've, I've you know it's my 25th anniversary as an actor. So I've been able to support myself and my family. Now. Not all of this stuff that I've done have, has been of equal quality, but but God knows every time you you go and you try to to make this the best yeah. movie, the best, the best tele- television, whatever you do, you try to do as, as well you can. But it's just the the, the thing about Game of Thrones. It's uh, it could have turned into something not great. There was there was like a, it's it's just a combination of a, a million different factors that suddenly make this oh that turned into a, a great movie. Do, do the producers ever? Tell you to actively spread disinformation to to spread an actual like lot. no, but it makes it fun though to do that. You do that on your own. You enjoy kind of like dangling something that 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 could that you know the web is going to explode. Well, yes. Well, but remember, <laughs> well, more than can you think of a specific example when you did that and. Well, I, well, the first time I did it was not not so much spread misinformation about the show, but it was. It was uh, my friend and I. We're both fans of, of Leeds United, mm-hmm. which is a foot, uh, soccer club sure. in, in Europe. And, and we did this at the time. Leeds have gone through a, a bit of a, a rough fifteen years, <laughs> and uh, going through so many managers. At the time, there was a guy called Dave Huggaday who who kind of, I think he just walked in through the wrong door one day, and suddenly a guy is saying, "Do you want to be the manager?" And he said, "Well, what? Sorry." Well, where am I? I thought I was going to go in for medical. And then suddenly he became the manager of, of Leeds United. Anyway, uh, Joe, I was going to the Comic-Con. And he said, "Could you? Is there, I, I dare you to mention Dave Huggaday's name. So I came up with this story that, that Dave Huggaday was my uh, was Jamie Lannister's uh, sword trainer <laughs> and that he taught him every, taught me everything I knew about you know, you know fighting with swords. And that became part of his Wikipedia and it became a story. And I was like, wow, it actually gets picked up. This is interesting. <laughs> And then I did another one a couple of years later when in, in, I was in Stockholm doing press for something else. And in the hotel room, we were doing this thing. There was a little um, a little thing, a toy duck right. that, I, that I then looked at and I said, and by the way, I just want to, you know, this is just uh, for all the Game of Thrones fans. Uh, I don't want to go into specifics because I can't. It would be spoiler, but... I'll show you this duck, <laughs> and then I think you can connect the oh, dots. No. Something that's, to that effect. That's just rude. And it became like a big thing, <laughs> which is is funny though. What was the last thing I? What did? what fake rumors should we spread for the upcoming season? What 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 tantalizing non-detail do you want to spread? Um. I mean, it's funny. I've just been talking. What I've just been talking about this, but the funny thing is that that that. You know, I was mentioning this to someone else that everything is out there online now. You, I mean, everything you want to know about, if you really want to know what happens next year, you can find it. Right. Now, of course, you have to know to what to look for. That's the that's the trick. But I think the, the biggest rumor would be that um, um, there will be in season seven – <laughs> um, that's coming up now. I'm just thinking because 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 every year you talk about who who's going to die because right. there's so many characters that die every year, right? And you always think that you know uh, you want to guess. I mean, like if I asked you, who do you think if you had to pick someone who who didn't make it through season seven, 
there, there are many there candidates. Are many, yeah. I don't know where, even where to begin. I know. But I mean, okay, can we uh, – there are certain candidates that you know will not die, right? We At this point, do we? Well, you know, the only one I would say I don't think he's going to die – would be Jon Snow, because that would be silly, wouldn't to it? Do you it bring again. him back and then kill him again. <laughs> You're going to go... But it'd be the ultimate twist. It would be a it would be a good twist. That's true. But I'm just saying he's not going to die. Okay. I don't think so. So that that's your spoiler for the season. No, Jon but Snow I, won't no, die I'm, again. I'm trying to come to a spoiler, but you need to help me, though. So I can I, so I can just say it out loud, but I, but you have to come up with some suggestions, and then I, my answer might be <laughs> enough for people to deduct the truth. Um. Uh, Jamie and Cersei live happily ever after, and uh, everything's cool. That's oh, well, maybe you're not so far from the truth as you thought you would be. <laughs> See, the beauty is you can say anything, know, and we can all just read whatever. No, we I mean, want and also to. the thing is nobody wants to know. Exactly. I think I promise you, it's going to come as a you know. This is uh, the story continues. Um, so what are you looking for? Okay, in the wake of of and there's a finish line in sight for for Thrones. You have yes. a film like Small Crimes that's that's now out on Netflix. Like, yes. what are you looking for in terms of your own career? Are you starting to kind of think about like things like Small Crimes that exude a certain? I mean, is there a criteria, or is it just sort of like I want to be surprised? I want to do more comedy. I mean, what is it? That... Yes. Yes to all. Yes to uh, no. I want to do different stuff, and I want to be surprised. And I don't. I don't have. I mean, these are famous last words. I don't. I don't have a huge uh, desire to do like uh, big, big green screen uh, heavy movies like I did with Gods of Egypt. I had a fantastic time, but I just think that it takes so long, and you spend so much time not really getting into what I love about my job. I mean, and I get doing the some, actual work, doing like, the act, acting and doing scenes. Like, how long was the shoot for Small Crimes? For Small Crimes was six, 25 days, That's which is great. So you're doing like four day, four page days, pretty much. Yeah, something like that. and it was amazing, and we it was so intense. And and I have another movie that comes out in August called Shot Caller, which was also the same length of time, twenty eight days. And also very intense and and a lot of fun. I did a movie in Denmark that comes out this oh, well in Denmark it comes out next month called Three Things, we shot that in 15 days. I mean, it's not that I just want to do short shoots. I mean, yeah, you want to work. But I want to do the work, and, and, and I just, that's what I find, it, that's what's fun for me. And then I also want to, you know, I want to, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time now developing stuff, you know, f- finding scripts, finding stories, and then, you know, trying to get behind the camera a little bit, because that's, Interesting. I, by the way, speaking of behind the camera and cre- other creative pursuits, I read your New York Times article. You're a New York oh, yes. Times author. It was a, it was a great piece. <laughs> Thank uh, you. And, and very like uh, you know about your mom and about kind of consumerism. Where did that come from? How did that even like happen? Well, it was it was it was uh, it was a story that came. Be- I mean, because of uh, uh, they they uh, because of uh, you know small crimes you're doing you know getting attention out then but then. Uh, New York Times have this thing, whole thing called uh, the first time I, and it could be anything. Got it. First time I, whatever it was. Did coke and, on a set. And th- I, I, that was my first choice, and then I thought maybe not. Um, <laughs> well, I'll save that for the podcast. And then I don't know why I came to think of this particular story, but um, um, I did. And I, because it, clearly it's important to me, but also, I mean, my, well, I just I don't know. I just find these this is an interesting thing because I uh, the whole consumerism, the whole you know, because I'm I'm as much part of it as anyone else, and 
and that thing about my mom who just checked us all for a second there. Uh, where yeah. it's easy to just laugh at her, go, come on, you know, it's just we need to, we need this, we need this. And then after you go, well, maybe she has a point. Yeah. I mean, I know she has a point. Did it take you some time to realize that mom had a point? Had, no, was... I've known that for, for forever, but you kind of forget, you know, you, you, <laughs> that's right. the thing. The funny thing, you, you, you know, you, you have to, I guess also that whole thing about getting older and, and you know, having a bit of experience in life is that that that's one of the things that you find out that uh, doesn't really matter those those things shouldn't matter and totally. and then the, the things that really have value and fall of us is 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 the stuff when you sit down and talk with your friends and there you go right i think so that and um that and talking uh, small crimes and game of thrones those are the really important things that's the most important thing <laughs> and then family no but it's funny because because you know i am um, because now I've been doing like uh, you do these 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 press tours where sure. you talk about, and this is by far what I enjoy the most. I did this with you, and then the other day I did one for uh, like a half hour thing. Yeah, and I enjoy this much more because you oh actually God, get yeah. to talk about it, and then you get to say stupid things and make mistakes, and but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's where, where, human and it's real, and go, it's like you can go on tangents. It's well, yeah. When, when you go in for those four minute. Uh, five-minute talk shows, whatever, you know it's so it, – it's, it's, there's so much pressure on this. It's a this. performance. It's a performance. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's not about, you know, having a connection. It's about yeah. delivering something. Well, uh, I want to end uh, in this moment of connection with a confession. Great. I forgive you. I've, nev- I've never watched Game of Thrones. You're like my, my wife. Is that true? Yeah. Do you still do you still like me? Okay, am I all right? Yeah, and I still love my wife. <laughs> okay, yeah, good. no, okay. I don't. I I don't. I, I. It makes no sense. I should love Game of Thrones, and I will love it when I watch it. I just ha- it hasn't happened don't for some worry. reason. There's so many great shows out there, though. No, you're. It's needless to say, it's the top of the list, and I don't. It, I don't even get it. I don't know. I don't understand myself, Nikolai. What what so so. What shows have you watched the last year that um, you can recommend? Recently, I, most recently, I, I uh, caught up on Veep. I'd never watched Veep. Oh man, brilliant. I'm addicted. It's funny because p- people ask me, what do you binge watch? Well, I can't wait to binge watch this. Right. Well, I, I can't, you know, I have to watch it when it comes out. Now that it's out. I mean, I, I've I'm, never seen the first four or five. And every I did Monday, it in like I'm like, it's amazing. I can't wait for this to go online. The same with Silicon Valley. Those two shows, I yeah, just yeah. love. Anyway, go on. No, that, that's the most recent. I'm trying to think of what else I've, I've What about last year? Uh, last year, I did Str- uh, Stranger Things. It was great. Right. Um... I don't know. What about you? Give me, give me. What, what have you been watching? Well, last uh, Atlanta, I, I saw that. I haven't seen Everybody Loves It. I know. I need yeah, to. no, it's, it's on good. The list. And uh, yeah, Strange Things as well. I love that. Um, Would you want to do another series? Is that something like you've kind of been the pinnacle of I, series? Is well, that? I, is, I, is that... I, yeah, I don't want to do another. Uh, uh, no, I'd love to do another. I'd love to do a comedy. I mean, but the thing is, everybody, you, you go. Yeah, I'd love to do something like. That right. and then you know and you can't. That's just you, that's that, the recipe for disaster. The whole thing is about do something original. Exactly, uh, and that's tricky. But uh, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 in small crimes, as as you know, uh, Gary Cole is in it, who's also Gary in Cole. Veep, oh who is yes. so amazing. And and the funny thing in small crimes, it's probably the hardest part in the whole movie because he comes in, he's the guy who has to give us so much information, right? And it has to be entertaining. Boy, I mean, that guy just delivered. He's so funny and yeah. sharp. And anyway, yeah. 
office space. Can never do, can, can no. never go wrong. No, exactly. Um, it's been great catching up with you today. As you see, yeah, I like yourself. I can't stand the, the whole junket thing. I've done it too long. So this is a treat <laughs> for me to kind of have an extended, bizarre, random conversation with you and go off on tangents. And you're a great storyteller and super frank and, and a great actor. Congratulations Thank on, you. on Small Crimes. Uh, everybody should check it out on Netflix. And uh, I promise I'll catch up on this other little show of yours at some point. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it next time. All right. <laughs> All right. Good great. to see you, man. Good to see you. Thank you. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs> this episode of Happy, Sad, Confused was produced by Michael Catano, Mukta Mohan, and Kasia Mihailovich for the MTV Podcast Network, with additional engineering by Little Everywhere. You can subscribe to this and all of our other shows on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you find your favorite podcasts. American Giant does things the hard way, but that's because it's the right way. By choosing to manufacture all of its clothes in the United States, American Giant supports local communities and produces the highest quality goods on the market. Ten years ago, they went against the grain and imagined making a hoodie of unbelievable quality locally. One that would hold up for years and get better with each wear. They did just that, and now they have a full range of durable essentials for men and women, including tees, premium sweaters, cozy sweats, and so much more. The best part? Everything is American-made to the highest standards, supporting hard-working communities, living wages, and safe working conditions, so you can buy your values and fill your closet with long-lasting clothes you can feel great about. Wear your values in the new year, complete with durable essentials at American-Giant.com, and get 20% off with code NY23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com, code NY23.